Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Wednesday, August 5th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Konami calms fervor surrounding new Silent Hill rumors while also establishing a new Silent Hill Twitter account. The Xbox digital storefront is getting overhauled. Pikmin 3 is coming to Switch, and Activision has confirmed that Treyarch and Raven Software are making the next Call of Duty. Konami lowers expectations for the future of Silent Hill, but then also kind of raises them back up just a little bit. The Silent Hill rumor mill has been going crazy for the last few months. Hideo Kojima was supposedly working on something, though I never was really sold on that as much as I would have liked it to be true. The original creator was rumored to be working on a remake of the original Silent Hill that would also serve as a new starting point for the series. There were rumblings that Sony was in talks to acquire the IP or at the very least, fund a new game to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. All kinds of things were floating around. None of it substantiated, none of it likely, but all of it exciting. And then Pyramid Head was added to Dead by Daylight as a DLC character, and that set everyone off again. But it seems like Konami is trying to set some realistic expectations while also kind of inspiring a little more fervor. It started with a random tweet from the Konami Twitter account sharing this undeniably creepy sound effect. Along with the sound clip, Konami wrote, Close your eyes. Always scary Silent Hill 2 siren. The internet pounced on that tweet, and Konami was quick to reply, Easy there, internet. We were watching streams of Dead by Daylight and thought we would share the noise and feel of being hunted. We won't take the tweet down and backpedal. We just wanted you to enjoy it. We are sorry we got people fired up. Anything official would come first from at Silent Hill or an event or something, not from us. We were just being fans and enjoyed the noise slash memories. Sorry, everyone. Did not mean to kill your Friday mood. There's an interesting element to that series of tweets, though, explained by Vicky Blake over at Games Radar, who wrote, The Twitter account Konami casually directed us to is brand new and was established in July 2020. It's not verified, making the official in the title meaningless, of course, but it's curious that Konami made a point of making us aware of the account and curiouser still that the Konami tweet explicitly references, quote, an event or something. An event is precisely what the rumors point to with speculation that a Sony State of Play event around the time of Tokyo Game Show might debut a new Silent Hill game. That story is linked in the show notes, and I, of course, can't offer you enough grains of salt to take with all of this. Feel free to sprinkle it all over this meal, honestly, because Konami could absolutely have nothing planned, and setting up that Silent Hill Twitter account could truly be nothing more than making sure they have access to the Twitter handle because it is their intellectual property after all. But 
In any case, I want Silent Hill to make a big, bold comeback. I want to see it on next generation consoles. So I keep reporting on all these Silent Hill rumors as I hope to see more than just fun pyramid head cameos in other games, though. Hey, I mean, I am totally open to that, too. Microsoft shared some details about the Xbox Store's upcoming update. Microsoft released a blog recently that details all kinds of changes coming to the Xbox online storefront. Maybe it seems a little strange to dedicate a segment to an online store, but ahead of Xbox Series X, this is a pretty big update, and that store is only going to increasingly become a place where you buy games and spend time. And also, right now, the Xbox store, it just... It's not great. It can be confusing. It seems to reload entire pages at odd intervals. I can never seem to figure out how to get the trailers to do what I want them to do, whether that's getting out of the way so I can buy the game or playing full screen so I can see what a game looks like. It needs an update, and I'm glad one is on the way. So from the blog, it reads, far more than a typical app update, we've rebuilt the experience from the ground up to be faster, safer, and easier to use than ever before. And it continues a little later in the blog to say, the new Microsoft Store on Xbox is more than twice as fast as before. It launches in under two seconds, and the browse performance is greatly improved. It's faster than ever to load pages and find what you need, whether it's checking out a sale price or watching HD trailers. Some other updates outlined in the blog, search functionality is better, and there will be wish list functionality, which I love. I Wish list a lot of stuff on Switch and Steam because on those platforms, anyway, I get an email when my wish list games go on sale, which is great. It's also nice when there is a big eShop sale on Switch, for example, to just go to your wish list and see if any of your wish list games are part of that sale. I hope the Xbox take on the wish list has similar functionality. The new store will also have more details about backwards compatibility and buying games across multiple generations. As it works now, if it's not an Xbox One game, you have to pull up the game on the store and then click to see the price. It doesn't just automatically show it, which just feels like this weird intermediate step. I'm happy to see that going away. The parental options will also be expanded so that if you have parental control over a child's account, when they search for things, it won't even show them content outside of their age range. I like this because as a parent of a kid who doesn't like to see scary imagery, it's a bummer to search for something like the very kid-friendly Plants vs. Zombies, and the search results pull up a bunch of zombie movies with horrifying covers. Hopefully this will eliminate those moments when my kid screams, Dad, that's scary. I don't want to see that. Get it off the screen. Which happens more than you would think. The update for the store is rolling out as early as today for certain folks, those who are part of the Insider program, but it will roll out for everyone over the next few weeks, and theoretically, it will be fully integrated and bug-free, fingers crossed, in time for the launch of Xbox Series X. Pikmin 3 is coming to Switch. As previously rumored, Pikmin 3 is making its way to Switch with a new subtitle, Deluxe. It's releasing on October 30th, and Nintendo made the announcement, honestly, without much fanfare. 
It released a trailer with an accompanying tweet that reads, Prepare yourselves, brave explorers. Set off for the lush planet PNF-404 when hashtag Pikmin 3 Deluxe lands on October 30th. This version features multiple difficulty modes, new side story missions featuring Olimar and Louie, and all the DLC from the original release. The tweet also shared a link to the Pikmin 3 Deluxe website, which didn't offer a whole lot of additional details. It's been so long since Pikmin 3 that... At this point, I would have assumed a Pikmin 4 was on the way, but I am honestly really happy to see Pikmin 3 come to Switch. It was a Wii U game, which sadly means it was underplayed. But it's a good game. It is the Pikmin that I have given the most attention. I played Pikmin 2 with a friend, and they ended up playing the majority of it while I rooted them on, but I played and beat Pikmin 3. It's far from my favorite Nintendo franchise, but I enjoy it, and it definitely seems like the kind of game that will inspire a whole new set of players who just happen to miss it on Wii U. Sounds like it is not hugely expanded from the original release, but I am curious to see what has been added. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Here's what's out today, along with some other upcoming releases and stuff like that. Call of Duty Modern Warfare's Warzone has been updated, or perhaps will be updated soon by the time you're reading this, for Season 5. As is the case with most new seasons for multiplayer games like this, a lot of the changes are smaller, but the short pitch for the new season, according to the trailer on YouTube, is Verdansk will never be the same. The stadium opens, the train arrives, and the battle expands. There are new areas on the map to explore, which implies to me that the map has been overhauled fairly significantly, and it also seems like there is a guy who can use a crow to attack enemies now, which is pretty weird, but interesting. And then, of course, there are all kinds of new weapons and outfits and the like. It seems like a good excuse to jump in and see what's going on in there. I really like Warzone a lot. I would even go so far as to say it's my favorite battle royale, but I haven't played it much since its initial launch. I also bet after a few days or a few hours, considering how these things usually go, that we will see some Easter eggs and hints about what's next for Call of Duty this year. The current rumor, based on some leaked Doritos marketing packaging, is that the game will be called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And while we're talking Call of Duty, Activision did confirm a few details about the next entry recently, specifically its developer. TechRadar's Harry Demansky reported on a recent Activision earnings call and wrote, 
Activision has confirmed in an earnings call that the studios, Treyarch, and Raven will be working in partnership on the upcoming title, and considering that this development duo has been responsible for every Black Ops entry to date, this further cements the rumor that Black Ops Cold War will be releasing this year. During the call, the publisher pointed at the current success of its Modern Warfare and Warzone titles and went on to state that Activision will continue to build on its direct digital relationship with this expanded community as it delivers the next premium release for Call of Duty coming from Treyarch and Raven Software. That story is linked in the show notes. I'm still curious what Warzone looks like at the end of the year. Is it just a Call of Duty staple that continues to receive overt support while new Call of Duty games release around it? Or does every new Call of Duty represent a new Battle Royale mode? I kind of hope it's the former, honestly. And speaking of new seasons for online games, the Witcher card game, Gwent, is starting up its second season today. The press release for Season 2 reads, Season 2 of Journey brings over 100 levels and even more rewards, including unique ornaments and special points, which players can redeem for items available in Gwent's in-game reward book. Over the course of Journey's three-month duration, players will also be able to follow a brand new story starring Ciri, with new chapters published every week, along with a selection of related quests. West of Dead is out today, which is self-described as a twin-stick cover shooter. The game has a real sharp Killer7 cell-shaded look, and it apparently stars Ron Perlman, who voices the protagonist. He has a real Ghost Rider flaming skull head kind of thing going. Blasphemous which is a really cool-looking pixelated platformer that released last year, got some free DLC called Stir of Dawn, which added a bunch of new content, and it also added a new game plus mode, which is always a welcome update. From the press release, Stir of Dawn's introduction of New Torment unlocks a new story branch that sees players journey to defeat the five Amanecidas since Laudus, an ancient creation of the miracle, has been awoken to challenge the Penitent One. I'm sure that some of those words mean things to folks who have played that game. Blasphemous is one that has been sitting in my backlog for a while. I hear it's good. It looks good, but I have not played it myself. Hyperscape, Ubisoft's Battle Royale, which certainly has some potential, but is also diving headfirst from either, you know, an airplane or a floating bus, you know, take your pick, into battle against games like PUBG, Fortnite, and Apex Legends. is coming out August 11th, so it's not too far off. It's been an open beta since July 12th, but that recently closed down, so the next opportunity to play will be when it releases proper. Mortal Shell has a release date, and it's surprisingly soon. Mortal Shell is the heavily inspired by Dark Souls game that I talked about pretty in-depth recently after getting a chance to play in the beta. I liked what I played, and today we learned it is releasing on August 18th for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, which is certainly sooner than I expected. It's also launching at $30, which is a lower price than I expected too. So all kinds of good Mortal Shell news this morning. That's it for gaming news today. I ended up playing a lot of Fall Guys yesterday with my daughter, which was great. Playing together doesn't really help you compete or anything. Basically, you just get placed in the same rooms. And on the occasion where there are teams, you get placed on the same team, but otherwise, it's still very much an every-man-for-themselves kind of game. But it was fun playing together. If you're unfamiliar, Fall Guys is an up-to-60-player multiplayer game where you basically run a series of obstacle courses and the larger group gets whittled down as players are eliminated. The fun part of playing with someone else, 
or at least if it's someone else you like and get along with, is if one of you gets eliminated, it's fun to sit back and root for the other player. We didn't win any games last night, but we made it to the last few rounds a few times, and my daughter even got second place a few times, which was really exciting. I will say, though, I don't know if I see it being a long-term staple, at least not for me. I had a good time last night, but the competition is very reliant on physics going your way, which makes it less fun and more annoying. It gives the game a really good first impression, but there isn't too much you can do to strategize for victory, so I don't know how long I'm, I'm really going to be into it. But despite what I have to say, the larger internet really loved it, for better or worse. The servers were buckling a bit at the initial stress of all the players, but developer Mediatonic did a good job keeping things running and updating players about what was happening online. Early this morning, the Fall Guys Twitter account tweeted, when we say Fall Guys is experiencing a lot of traffic, we had over 1.5 million new players in the first 24 hours. We are working on our first patch for the game, listening to all of your feedback and ideas, and are super grateful to everyone who's supported it so far. I would definitely recommend checking it out and playing at least a few rounds, especially if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kylem Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast where if you listen to it, you can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. You can also find me on The MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussions. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow.